Welcome. Welcome to the Mystery Theater. I am Hyman Brown. In the assessment of criminality, the basic criterion, of course, must be volume. After all, Attila the Hun was a greater transgressor than, well, say, Jack the Ripper. Therefore, what does history tell us? We see that for those who kill more or less at retail, we have our local police. For those who murder at wholesale, the Attilas, the Hitlers, and the like, we must have our philosophers. Men who inspire us to stand up and fight. And such a fighting philosopher was Thomas Jefferson. Now, Mr. Jefferson, there's no need getting excited. Sheriff, they're going out there to commit cold-blooded murder. Well, that can't be proved. They intend to kill him. But there's nothing I can do about it. You swore to uphold the law. Well, no, exactly. What I swore was to uphold the law to the best of my ability. And this, well, this just happens to be the very best I can do. Well, someone has to stop them. I don't have the authority to keep men from riding through the woods. Even if their purpose is to kill an innocent man? But I don't know that. I do. And if you won't stop them, I will. Now, Mr. Jefferson, it could be dangerous. Somebody has to enforce the law, Sheriff. And it looks as if it'll have to be me. Me alone. All by myself. Our mystery drama, The Thomas Jefferson Defense, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Paul Hecht. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The year 1775. The fuse of defiance has already been lighted. It is now hissing and sputtering towards the powder keg of rebellion. Thomas Jefferson has feelings of uneasiness and guilt all around him. He hears outcries for freedom, justice, equality, and yet he knows these fervent demands are not being made for everybody. There are those human beings who have neither equality nor equity in this brave new world that is soon to be born. As a matter of fact, because of their skin color, they are not considered to be human beings at all. Good evening, Carter. Good evening, Mr. Jefferson. Oh, Mr. Jefferson, is it? Whatever became of Tom? <laughs> well, sir... Oh, is it sir now? This becomes worse. Well, sir, we're going to have us a new government, ain't we? We most likely will, if we're not all hanged first. Now, the way I hear it, we've we got to get rid of old King George, true? True. Well, then, then we've got to get us a new king. Why, Carter? Well, how are you going to have a country without a king? Who are the people going to obey? We shall create an equal society. Oh, it'll never work. I think you have the wrong idea. That the, the, the king will have to be a Virginian. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, there ain't nobody even worth talking about south of here. That go north. Pennsylvania's all pig farmers. New York's all potato farmers. And I wouldn't trust nobody lives in New England. <laughs> Carter, the entire idea is to get rid of king. You know, you could be king. Because you're the smartest. And then we got Mr. Patrick Henry, who, who's who got a powerful mouth. And Colonel Washington looks like a king. And... Ooh. Yeah? Uh, Carter, what's wrong? What, 
Why are you so pale? Are you ill? Good evening, Mr. Jefferson. Oh, welcome, Louisa. Your mother sent word you mightn't come. Well, I was feeling poorly. But Jeremy Morgan here just happened by and cheered me up. Hasn't he got the nicest smile? I tell you, it's the finest medicine. Mr. Jefferson, may I present Mr. Jeremy Morgan? Your servant, sir. Welcome, Mr. Morgan. And old scowl face here, Carter McAllister. You said you'd come here with me tonight, Louisa. Did I? Y- y- you promised. What's a promise? It's only something you make when you won't give your word of honor. I won't have it. What won't you have, I Carter? won't have you seen around with every common Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tread lightly, sir. I caution you. Who are you to caution me? And now, gentlemen, you're both under my roof, and I will not permit things to get out of hand. Louisa, I'm taking you home. You just let go of my arm, Carter McCallister. I believe you heard what the lady said. You say one more word, and I shall horsewhip you. Like you horsewhip your slaves? You you impertinent ruffian. Gentlemen, gentlemen, stop right here, or I may have to thrash the both of you. Mr. McAllister, you will give me satisfaction. Satisfaction? Satisfaction? You overstep your bounds. Satisfaction is something that only can be exchanged among gentlemen. Do you pretend to be a gentleman, Mr. McAllister? Your father's a thief who cheats his tenants. How dare you look down on me? My father traces his lineage back to King Henry II. And your mother, no doubt, traces hers back to Pocahontas. Why, you're... That's enough. Mr. Morgan, stop that. Now, don't strike him again. I, I'm sorry, sir. I should not have lost my temper. I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. I'll, I'll kill Shut you. Up, Carter. Now you begged for it. I'll, I'll kill you. I am going to kill you, Jeremy Morgan. Nobody's going to kill anybody. Walter Fred, help him to the sofa. Get some cloths. Get some vinegar. Jeremy Morgan, I shall shoot you down like the mongrel dog you are. Oh, do be quiet, both of you. Mr. Jefferson, may I retire to your sitting room? Mr. Jefferson, I'm sorry. I I had no right to abuse your hospitality. Therefore, if you'll excuse me... Uh, Mr. Morgan... Uh, Jeremy, wait, wait. Now, son, there's no need for you to run off. I know I'm not welcome. Oh, that's nonsense. This is my house. I should never have come. How can you say that? You're Lord Arthur Morgan's son. Your father was a dear friend of mine. Was my mother. You see, sir, I forgot my place. Jeremy, your place in this world is whatever you can win through strength and skill and courage. Every man has the opportunity to prove himself. Every man is free to strive. You really don't believe that. I do. How can you? You own slaves. Uh, I'm sorry, I... I had no right to say that. It's a difficult, complicated world. I agree, sir. Especially for me. You may be somewhat oversensitive. <laughs> After all, Louisa Henderson did seem quite taken with you. No. I saw what all that meant the moment we entered the room. I was just an instrument. An instrument? With which she could provoke Carter McAllister. <laughs> oh, you're very young. And very cynical. And very right, Mr. Jefferson. Jeremy, I would like to be your friend. There's no need to consider my feelings. I mean that, Jeremy, sincerely. 
Look at yourself. You've barely grown out of your childhood, and already you've abandoned your hopes. It would be best if children like me would never be born. A consolation is, we die young. Oh, now, come on. Come on back in with me, and we shall have some wine. Usually, we die by violence. I offer you my hand in friendship. I'm grateful. But there will be violence. Come back inside. You and Carter McAllister will shake hands. No. You, Jeremy, are also to blame. You insulted him, too. Both of you must forgive each other. That cannot happen. Now, why do you say that? Aren't you willing to forgive him? Yes. I am willing to forgive him for his insult. But he will be unable to forgive me for my mother. Oh, I cannot believe that men of goodwill cannot reconcile their quarrels. Will you let me mediate between you? If it pleases you, Mr. Jefferson. However, I have decided to leave this part of the country. But why? Carter is determined to kill me. I have no wish to kill him first. Therefore, I must go. But where will you go? Back to my own people. Come in. Louisa? Now, Mr. Jefferson, I can tell from that look on your face you're about to scold me. I'm afraid I must. Well, suppose I say whatever it is I did. I'm sorry. Well, I don't think it was right of you to come here with Jeremy Morgan just so that you could make Carter angry. Oh, did you see Carter's face? Louisa, this is a serious business. One of those boys could very well kill the other. Oh, Carter talks big. He's not the killing kind. Any man can become a killer where a woman's involved. You mean somebody would kill for me? Oh, Louisa. If only you had a heart and a mind and a conscience to go with all that beauty. Do you want to know the awful truth? I love them both. Oh, you can't love them both. When I want to have someone to have fun with, to ride with, to dance with, I love Carter. When I need someone just to be with, to talk with, I love Jeremy. Louisa, how how can you love Jeremy? Carter McAllister, are you standing there listening at that door? You are not a man of honor. You belong to me. I belong to myself. Louisa, if I can't have you, nobody will. I'll decide who has me. Why, that, that thieving, skulking, half-breed. Carter, I cannot permit you to insult a friend of mine under my roof. I'll do more than just insult him. I'm going to kill him. Welcome, my nephew. Welcome. I have brought you a gift, Blue Cloud. Ah, a robe, a rich robe. It comes from England, across the seas. It is a robe of great value. Such color. One may not fully realize the color by firelight. When the sun rises tomorrow... One's eyes will behold a robe of brilliant scarlet. The color of blood. You wonder why I come here, Uncle? I wait for you to speak. I have come back. Back? To my people. We are not your people, my son. You are my mother's people. Are they unkind to you? The other sons of your father? No. They treat me well. We are brothers. Then why do you wish to come here? 
because there is no place, no real place for me in their world. Why do you say this? The women mock me, the men make sport of me. Only one sees me as a true friend. Tom Jefferson. Jefferson. You have called him Red Hair. Yes. Yes, I know him. So you wish to live with your mother's people? Yes. Because you are afraid. I want peace. There is no peace. There can be no peace for your mother's people. There is no peace for me in my father's village. You must go back. Why? Soon we shall be driven from here. They want to turn our woods into fields to raise their tobacco. Your mother's people shall be destroyed. No. You can lose yourself in the forest and live out your life in peace and safety. But there shall only be misery for your children and death for your children's children. What is there that I must do? Your father's voice was strong in the councils for our people. Your voice must be heard there, too. You must make them listen. Why would they listen to me? By some, I am called a half-breed. You are strong, young, wise. You were born to make a new understanding between people. It is your destiny. If I go back, I will surely die. The day, the hour, the moment of your death has already been cast. And it shall find you wherever you are. Yes, Blue Cloud, I see now. I must go back. Hold on. Well, it's Carter. Yeah, Carter. Don't take one more step or I'll put a bullet in you. Well, you've got a weapon. I'm unarmed. No wonder I hear such courage in your voice. Don't provoke me, Jeremy. I came after you to kill you. Yes? It was just before sundown I saw you going into the woods carrying that bright scarlet robe. It was a gift for my uncle, Blue Cloud. What do you want now, Carter? Good, I thought. He sees the light. He's going back to his own people. So, I'll let you go. Thank you. But I was wrong. You're coming back to town. No. You were right. I am going back to my own people. Your people are back there in the woods. My people are everywhere. I, I don't want to kill you. Go back to the woods. Paint your face. Stick a feather in your hair. Stand aside. I have business in town. Go back where you belong. I warn you. I'll kill you. You're not going to kill anybody. Stop. Don't make me do it. Stop! I'll shoot! I, I told you I'd shoot. I told you! Both very young, very proud, quick to anger. They were barely out of their teens, and now one of them lies dead shot in the back by the musket of the other. And it happened on the very eve of the American Revolution for some of the reasons 
the revolution came about in the first place. Reasons of pride, uncontrolled passions, and sheer blindness. But the fight that led to this midnight killing began in Thomas Jefferson's home. So you can expect to see him again in just a few moments when Mystery Theater returns with Act Two. Two is company, three is a crowd, and any time you have a crowd, look for trouble. When a beautiful girl cannot make up her mind between two handsome young men, something has to give. And in this case, what has been given is the life of Jeremy Morgan. And naturally, the prime suspect is Carter McAllister. Come in. You... Do you wish to see me, Father? Shut the door and sit down. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. I understand Jeremy Morgan has been shot to death. Oh? Has I'll he... thank you not to play the innocent with me. You know he's been murdered. Well, how, how would I know? Because enough people have told me they heard you swear you would shoot him. Because at any minute the sheriff can knock on my door with a warrant for your arrest. Well, they can't hang me. And why not? Well, because, because he, he, he was only a half-breed. Unfortunately, his father was the late Lord Morgan. His brothers, Jeff and William, accepted him. He was well-liked. Oh, oh Father, you, you have to save me. I... Fool, did you have to kill him yourself? With all the riffraff hereabouts, couldn't you have hired a man? Please, please. Uh, father, please get me out of it. I, I, I don't want to hang. You should have thought of that. All long before. I never wanted Louisa Henderson. The, the match was your idea. You, you're the one who needs your father's money. Yes, I, I, I killed him. But you also had a hand oh, no, in it. Oh, be quiet. Now, now tell me everything. The truth now. Well, uh, I waited for him near the woods. Mm. He, he came along. Mm. He, he was carrying a, a red robe. Mm. Like Indians like to wear. A red robe? Yeah, yeah, brilliant scarlet. Well, uh... Well, I thought he, he intends to go back to his own people. Uh, therefore... Therefore? Well, I, I, I followed him. He headed toward Blue Cloud's village. Fool! If he had decided to return to the Indians, why did you have to kill him? But he didn't return. I, I saw him go into Blue Cloud's tent. I, I heard him talk. About what? Well, I don't know. I, I don't understand their stupid language. But, but they were angry with each other. How do you know? Why, well, well, I, well, I think their voices sounded angry. And, hmm. Well, then, I watched him as he came out of the tent. He wasn't going to stay. He was headed back. So so I... Yes, yes, speak up. Well, I, I moved ahead of him and stopped a few miles away. And I said to him, hmm. I said, go back to your own people. Stay with them or I'll kill you. And... And, and... And, and he didn't believe me. And, and, and now everybody knows I killed him. I... What? Everybody knows is a lie. But now you listen to me. You are innocent. You did not shoot Jeremy Morgan. But father, you are a fool. All you can do is get yourself into trouble and then come whimpering to me. You're my son, and I must save you. Y yes, yes, father. First off, who saw you heading for the woods? Uh. 
Uh, I, I passed by Pearson's farm. Mm. Noah Pearson owes me money. Yeah. Um, I, I passed by Louisa Henderson and her mother. She was going out riding. Very well. You went into the woods. And then I'll hang. No, I... no, no, because you didn't shoot Jeremy Morgan. What? Now, let me tell you what happened. You wanted to shoot him. You followed him into the woods. You saw him go into Blue Cloud's tent. You heard them fight. Yeah, but, but I'm not sure this is what they were actually doing. Oh, yes, doing, you but... are. Your anger had meanwhile cooled, and you knew deep in your heart that you could never kill another human being. You do know that, don't you? Yes. And so you headed back for home. Suddenly you heard a shot. You turned around. The angry blue cloud had followed Jeremy Morgan and put a bullet into his back. When he saw you, he fled. Do you understand me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, how do you know it was blue cloud? How It had to be Blue Cloud. He was wearing that robe, that brilliant scarlet robe. Yeah, yeah. Father, will they believe me? (laughs) It's your word against that of an Indian. But it's Tell the story calmly and look every man in the eye as you say it. And of course, they'll believe you. And that's what happened. It's the Indian Blue Cloud. Now, just a minute, Edmund McAllister. Now, Tom, everybody knows how you feel about Indians. And everybody knows how you feel about him, too, Edmund. This is surely a crime. That Jeremy Morgan was a fine, upstanding young man. And that skulking savage shot him in the back. Why? Why? <laughs> Who can figure what goes on in the mind of a redskin? It isn't as if they were fully human. Blue Cloud loved his nephew. He had no reason to shoot him. My son, Carter, heard the whole thing and saw the whole thing. Your son, Carter, stated clearly in front of witnesses that he had every intention of shooting Jeremy Morgan. Sir, are you calling my boy a liar? I'm saying it's a matter of his word against Blue Clouds. I warn you, Tom Jefferson, you're getting mighty big around here as a politician. But you can't go around insulting people. You are a bigoted, ignorant man, and that's the truth. You're too old for me to whip, and that son of yours is a product of your upbringing. And you accuse Blue Cloud of murder? He was seen to do it. By whom? By my son, that's by whom. Why don't you let him speak for himself? Carter, did you see, did you actually see Blue Cloud shoot Jeremy Morgan? Well, did you? Would you be willing to place your hand on the Bible and swear in the name of God that you saw Blue Cloud murder Jeremy, would you? Of course he would. I'm asking him. Would you swear, Carter? Uh, Yes. Yes, yes, I would. All right. Then come with me to the sheriff and swear out a warrant for his arrest. What arrest? You don't arrest an Indian. He commits a crime. You go out and shoot him. Hold on, Edmund McAllister. Oh, you can surely talk, Tom Jefferson. But we have had enough talk. Any of you folk who agree with me, let's go home and get our rifles. Mr. Jefferson, sir, it's an honor. 
Some men are intent on murdering Chief Blue Cloud. Well, sir, he did kill Jeremy Morgan. He has been accused of killing Jeremy Morgan. Well, ain't that the same thing? Oh, now, Sheriff, you cannot permit murder to take place in this country. Well, Mr. Jefferson, uh, it ain't murder exactly. After all, Blue Cloud's only an Indian. Any man has a right to be protected by the law. That's true. That's, that's absolutely true. Now, now, the... Uh, the McAllisters and all of them, uh, they ain't gonna go out there to kill Blue Cloud. Well, that's not the way I heard it. Well, you see, as uh, concerned citizens, uh, we're just gonna bring him back here for, for trial. Uh-huh, I see. And then he'll be shot while resisting arrest. Now, now, or Mr. perhaps Jefferson, while but... trying to escape. Sheriff, you just can't walk into Blue Cloud's village and murder him. I ain't saying I agree with it, Mr. Sheriff... Jefferson. Why not? Why not? Do you think his young men will stand idly by... The answer to that question is yes. Now, you see, Mr. Jefferson, he ain't liked. Blue Cloud, that is. I don't understand. Well, a young man, they want a fighting chief, uh, which you got to admit, now, Blue Cloud ain't. Still, they can't just sit by and watch... The thing is being arranged, and nobody's going to be in the village. I refuse to believe it. No, everybody gets what they want, tribe gets a new chief, uh, one who would want to go to war. War? What war? They know what happens when they raid our frontier settlements. They know the retribution. They'll go to war on our side against the British. So that's what they get. The white folks avenge a murder. Which hasn't been proved. Proof, Mr. Jefferson, is usually a matter of satisfaction. And all for just the life of one Indian. All in all, it's ain't a bad situation. I've admired you. I've respected you for many years. But I see now you're unfit to be a sheriff. I'm doing what everybody else is doing. I'm thinking of me first. You took an oath to uphold the law. I won't see murder committed. Well, now, what do y'all suggest? What I've been suggesting. I suggest that I you I have a better out. suggestion. Why don't you ride out because there? Because I'm not the sheriff. Yes, you are. Yeah. I hereby swear you in as deputy sheriff. What? What are you doing? Well, you now have the authority to uphold the law. If you think a crime is about to be committed, it's your duty to prevent it. I, I have no experience. <laughs> you got plenty of experience, Mr. Jefferson. I watched you grow up. Everybody knows you was meant for high things. You're going to be an important man in this country. <laughs> I don't throw everything away for... For what? For an Indian. Oh, Sheriff. All right, write down on a piece of paper the fact that I am your duly authorized deputy. We think in terms of intellect and action. We rarely see both qualities combined in one man. How few are the philosopher warriors in history? And yet, for the most part, the great men of 1776 could think and fight. Well, Thomas Jefferson has thought it over and decided it's worth the battle. Therefore, you should stay exactly where you are until Mystery Theater returns in just a few moments.
the beginning of the year 1775, sees Thomas Jefferson deeply involved in the pursuit of justice in two separate areas. First, you know all about the struggle for independence from Britain. This is the big picture, the historical picture. But second, there is a small picture, indeed a tiny, almost invisible picture. This is the pursuit of justice, not as an ideal, but as a practical matter for a single human being. Those are always the toughest. Welcome to my large red hair. Chief Blue Cloud, there is no time for ceremonies. You must leave here at once. For what reason? Men are coming to kill you. Why? For the murder of your sister's son. It is well known that he was murdered in a cowardly manner by a young man who insulted him. Yes. Well, that is not the way many people will have it. They accuse you. He was as a son to me. Blue, there is no time for the right and wrong of it. Men are coming here to do murder. Run from them. Am I a coward? I run from no one. One of our greatest poets has said discretion is the better part of valor. Where may I run? Deeper into the forest. Mm, they will pursue. No one knows this wilderness the way you do. I will not be a hunted animal for the rest of my days. Besides, it is late. They come. There he is. Now hold up there. Now, now you stand clear of him, Mr. Jefferson. All of you. Now turn around and go back to your home. Now see here. Who are you to order I us? I have here a piece of paper. I am acting in the capacity of the sheriff. Ah, now, Mr. Jefferson, the Indian's guilty of a murder. Who says so? We have got a witness. Who is your witness? My son here, Carter. You saw Chief Blue Cloud murder Jeremy Morgan. Well, Carter? Speak the truth, son. Speak the truth. Yes. Is he being charged with murder? Well, do you charge him, Carter? Say yes. I'm asking Carter. Yes. So that settles that. Now, why don't we just shoot him? You'll have to shoot me first. Now, Tom Jefferson... That's how it is, gentlemen. We will have the law here. You will also have to shoot me. So, Mr. Bennett, Mr. Hayden, Mr. Wolverton, the rest of you, is that what you're willing to do? Shoot me? Tom. Tom! We're entitled to justice. Justice can only be dispensed in a court of law. You mean have a trial for, for an Indian? You know they're only a waste of time. I intend to enforce the law. Now, how will you gentlemen have it? <laughs> well, there's, uh, there's no real difference. Instead of shooting him now, we can hang him later. And so, you say, uh, you followed Mr. Morgan all the way to the Shawnee village? Y yes, sir. And you saw him enter Blue Cloud's Lodge? Yes, sir. You heard them quarrel? Y yes, sir. And then you saw Mr. Morgan leave the tent, move into the forest, and then you heard a shot. I did. Now, describe what you saw. Well, uh, I, I turned around and, and there was uh, Jeremy Morgan falling down dead. And Chief Blue Cloud was, uh, uh, was standing over him with, with a... Smoking musket. Are you sure it was Blue Cloud? Yeah, I'm positive. 
How? Why? What makes you so sure? Because I... Uh, I could see his splendid scarlet robe. The robe that we found in his lodge? Yes, sir, the very same. Eh. Your witness, Mr. Jefferson. Well, not every witness is fortunate to have his own father appointed public prosecutor. I must, however, ask some questions that may not have occurred to him. Why did you follow Mr. Morgan into the woods? Uh, well... Isn't it true that you intended to kill him? Well... Uh... You must answer. Isn't it true that he escorted Miss Louisa Henderson to a party at my house? There, you two got into a fight, didn't you? Threatened to shoot him? Yes, sir. Good. And when you followed him into the woods, isn't it true that you were carrying a musket? Uh, yes, sir. Why? Well, uh, well I... Uh... Did you intend to kill him? You armed yourself for that purpose, and now, when the deed is done, isn't it true that you are trying to place the blame on Chief Blue Cloud's shoulder? I object. Your Honor, let him answer the question. Go ahead, son. Answer him. Tell him it isn't so. Without prompting. Isn't it true you want Blue Cloud to hang for your crime? I... I didn't kill him. I didn't kill him! Blue Cloud, you are accused of murder. Tell us, are you or are you not guilty? I am innocent. Gentlemen, I believe him. Don't lose courage, Blue Cloud. The gods will not permit justice to be mocked. Red hair. The gods do not permit justice to be mocked. But they allow it to be tested. I... I shall see you in the morning. Yes. The morning. It shall be my last morning. You must never give up hope. I cannot give up what I have never had. Now, we can do more. Come, come in, Mr. Jefferson. Uh, my, my father isn't home. Uh, has he left for the courthouse? Y yes, sir. He likes to go early. I, I thought perhaps you might like to walk down there with me. Well, uh, sir, sh should we be seen together? <laughs> Why not? Oh, uh, we're, <laughs> we're on opposite sides. I'm uh, still your friend, Carter. Well, shall we, uh, shall we have our stroll? Yes, sir. I, I was just leaving. So, you insist you didn't kill Jeremy. Please, sir, we, we, we've already been through all that. I, I know. I also know it's a lie. Mr. Jefferson, I must ask you to let me alone. Oh, I'll let you alone. And I'm even sure your conscience will let you alone. I am not listening to any more you're saying. Yes, your conscience died a long time ago. And do you know who killed it? You did. You, Carter. Well, what are you talking about? A man's conscience is what makes him live a man's life. But you're not a man. You're a creature. You're a pathetic, crawling creature of your father's. Sir, you have no right to insult my father. No one may be insulted by the truth. 
You're his creature. You don't think for yourself. Act for yourself. Live for yourself. Why? Why do you tolerate it? Because I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I, I, don't, I don't know anything. I can't do anything. I'm stupid. Who says so? My father. And all I, all I have is the prospect of inheriting his estate when he dies. You'll have worked for it. Everybody knows I'm a fool. That's not yeah, true. Louisa, why do you think she even looked at me? She knows I'll be rich one day. It's not true. There's nothing wrong with you. Oh, please, Mr. Jefferson. Now, look, you have to stand up to your father. You have to let him know you're a man. I will, I will. From now on, no, I will. No, no, no. You have to stand up to him now. Tell the truth. But, but I'll die. Possibly, but if you don't tell the truth, you'll surely die. What life can be left to you? Huh? You'll spend the rest of your days even deeper within your father's shadow. Mr. Jefferson, what do you want me to do? Take the stand. Tell the truth. No. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Mr. Jefferson, you may as well go home and get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Tomorrow, for sure, the trial has to end. Tomorrow, for sure. People keep wondering how you managed to keep it going even this long. The jury was ready with its verdict at the end of the first day. <laughs> the jury was ready before the trial even started. Well, it's open and shut. I mean, I wish it wasn't, but it's open and shut. Yes, yes. Carter follows Jeremy into the woods, sees him enter Blue Cloud's teepee, hears sounds of a quarrel. Sees Jeremy leave the teepee, re-enter the woods, and then sees and hears Blue Cloud shooting. Now, wait, 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 just... He says he heard them quarrel. You hmm. have something, Mr. Jefferson? You say they quarreled. Yes, sir. In which language? Well, uh, must have been Shawnee. Do you speak Shawnee? No, sir. Do you understand it? No, sir. Well, then how do you know they quarreled? I... I... Uh, please answer the question. I... Um... One need not know the language to know there is a quarrel. Your Honor, I must insist that the witness answer. Well, I, I, I could tell. You could actually hear the anger in the, in the voices. Your yeah. Honor, Mr. Jefferson clearly has exhausted his resources. He has no more evidence. He keeps going over the same ground. Mr. Jefferson, have you any more evidence? Uh, well, Your Honor... I must ask you then to bring your case to a conclusion. Uh, Your Honor, I... I do have further evidence. Then you may bring it here. Uh, Your Honor, I... I'm sorry, but I cannot bring it here. Then how may we evaluate it? We must go to where it exists. If it exists? It does exist, but only at night. I'm afraid I cannot follow, Mr. Jefferson. Uh, Your Honor, the evidence exists at the scene of the crime, and since it cannot be moved from its place, we must attend it there. Your Honor, this is just another scheme on the part of... A man's Mr. life is at stake. What do you propose, Mr. Jefferson? Well, the murder was committed at ten in the evening. At ten this evening, I suggest we all assemble at the place where it occurred. 
where were you standing, Carter? Uh, behind this tree. Uh-huh. Well, would you place yourself there, if you please? This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Carter, how far down the path was Jeremy? Uh, about 25 yards. Uh-huh. Sheriff, uh, would you pace off 25 yards? Take the prisoner with you. All right, Mr. Jefferson. Very well. Uh, Your Honor, gentlemen, here is the scene as it existed on the night of the murder. We are all standing in a line with Carter. We all hear a shot. A fire in the air, Sheriff. Yes, sir. We all turn to look. We see Jeremy fall to the ground. Uh, Sheriff, uh, fall to the ground, please. Now, we all see a figure standing there in the darkness. It is not easy to make out the face. He didn't have to see the face. He recognized the red cloak. Your Honor, gentlemen of the jury, which one of you has supernatural eyesight? Which one of you would swear on the Holy Bible that the cloak is brilliant scarlet as Carter testified? Which one of you is possessed of the ability to distinguish color in the dark? It's a trick, Your Honor. Carter McAllister lied about the cloak. Therefore, he did not identify Blue Cloud. Therefore, we must now consider his motive. Don't you ever say a word, boy. No, I will. I'm tired of lying. Be quiet. I, I killed him. I killed Jeremy Morgan. But God have mercy on my soul. Your Honor, the defense rests. I'll be back with a final thought in just a moment. Well, they didn't hang him. It was a crime of passion, and our forefathers were men who understood passion. He was sentenced to hard labor and later paroled to join a regiment of Virginia cavalry. And the people never forgot him, or Blue Cloud, or the Thomas Jefferson defense. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Leon Janney, Russell Horton, Jada Rowland, and Bob Caliban. Associate Director, Marlon Swing. This is Hyman Brown, producer-director, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, then, pleasant dreams.